So do you know what I love about being in the insurance agency business? It's the 24-7 positive news. It's like sunshine and rainbows. It's just, oh my gosh, it's just smiles and just happiness and giggling and laughter. It's the long lunches and all the free time you have, the leaving early on Friday, taking four-day weekends for no reason. Oh, hmm. I might have mixed this up with some other profession. That's okay, because today is an awesome day in insurance, because this is my first episode that is now available on my YouTube channel, Planet of the Agents. So no matter where you're listening, it's going to get exciting. Are you ready? It's time to have another insurance party. Let's do this. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast, Planet of the Agents, Planet of the Agents, where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money. Hello, everybody. It's your host here, Dave Baker. Very excited to have you with me on another episode of Planet of the Agents. Now, as I mentioned, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, it's extremely exciting for me and very positive because this is the first time I'm actually going to be here to join you in person where we can, I was going to say see each other, but at least you can see me. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, I greatly appreciate that. Now, first thing I do want to remind you to do, of course, is to make sure that you are subscribed to the show, whatever platform you're listening on, make sure that you click the little like button or the heart, make sure you're subscribed, click the plus, whatever it is, so that you get to listen to all of the latest episodes of Planet of the Agents podcast and YouTube show. Okay, quick reminder, of course, you can reach me by email. You can send me an email to dave at planetoftheagents.com. And I love to get your letters because every time I get an email, I feel like it's filled with your personal story about everything that you're going through in insurance. Sometimes, There's a hint of positivity. It's okay if you want to send a little positivity too, but uh, I get a lot of reality. And that is why I think it's so important that we keep up to date on everything going on in the world of property and casualty insurance, life and health, whatever it is at your insurance agency. Now, if it is your first time listening to the show, of course, there is a heavy property and casualty focus here because that is, uh, you know, more of the experience that I have, although uh, I have certainly sold life insurance and health insurance in my lifetime, but there is a, a little bit of a, of a extra emphasis on the PNC business. I think that a majority of our listeners are actually independent agents with some captive agents as well, but everybody's welcome to listen to the show. Okay, now there's this interesting thing that happens where Something will happen in the insurance industry that affects agents, right? Meaning that it's, it's, it's agent related and it will happen. And then like a month or two later, someone will say something to me like, oh, did you hear this happened? And I'm like, yeah, it happened like forever ago. Are you not in the loop? What's going on? Are you not paying attention to the news? So what I think is that there are many people out there who are so overwhelmed with the amount of work you have to do that you don't have time to also keep up on some of the news and what's going on. And then when something comes about, it's like shocking, right? So today I thought it would be fun if we read some headlines. Now I'm one of those lucky people. You might not have this 
super lucky experience where every day when you load your email, you wake up to like, I don't know, 50 emails that are not exactly what you're looking for, right? They're announcements, which are super important. Of course, you, you, I know that you all read every single word of every single carrier announcement email that you get. Drop a comment below and let me know if, if, uh, if you don't, because I'd really like to know why you don't do that. But I also get these daily news headlines, which are uh, probably not the best thing to wake up to early in the morning. Let's just say it's uh, not filled with joy and happiness all the time. And it seems to be filled with more challenges that are coming for the future. Sometimes that comes in the carrier news as well, which is a little more disheartening because that might affect a direct appointment that you have, right? But then the generic news that I get or news I get from different publications uh, that I don't even know why I'm on their mailing list uh, are filled with headlines of all the changes that are coming. Many things that actually aren't directly related to the agency world, which makes sense because they do send out information about those of you who are like adjusters or carrier reps or uh, working at technology related companies. But the stuff that I read on the agency news is, I'm going to say a little bit uh, disheartening. So the thing that I've been getting the most lately directly from the carriers are things that affect personal lines, right? So let's first talk about personal lines. Okay. Personal lines, again, meaning your home and auto and umbrella, etc. I'm sure you all know that because you've you've all probably done that at some point in your lifetime. What I see a lot of now is things like restrictions on where uh, homeowners can be written, where property in general can be written, due to uh, increased fire risk. This is not just happening in you know very specific parts of California. I see these headlines in other places now. In California, it sounds particularly bad. So I'm going to use what we'll just call anecdotal evidence, meaning uh, things and stories that people share with me. I constantly hear agents call me and tell me or ask me, hey, do you happen to have a, a carrier that can write a property in a what was never a brush area before but now is a brush area? Oh, and, and don't worry, the home rebuilding cost, it's like $5 million, so it should be an easy quote. I've gotten calls like that so many times. And I get them from both captive agents and from independent agents. And if you're, it's your first time listening to the show, uh, you or if you've missed one of the key episodes, the reason I get all these calls is because I work in wholesale. So I do work with a lot of agents. I am very fortunate that I get to talk to my colleagues and peers all the time. That, by the way, is something that I love. And if you haven't connected with other insurance agents, I think it's, it's great. I think going to the groups, going to the meetings or the the clubs, uh, I guess we'll call them associations. I think all that stuff is great. It's, uh, it helps you connect with other people. It helps you, um, you know, realize that you're not alone, but also give you new ideas, which I think is amazing, right? So, so here's the thing I hear all the time right now is about property in California. It's very tough. I hear about it constantly. Some people ask me things like, do you know when this will end? But that's actually not the most common statement I hear. What I hear more often is, I think this is how it's going to be in the future. And for now, that's kind of where I stand. This is just a personal opinion. I think that the harder market is here to stay for, I'll, I'll say indefinitely, because I can't see into the future. So at the current time, 
I just think that's where we're at. And for those of you on the East Coast, you're actually used to a harder property market. If you're working in the, in the Gulf, right, in the Gulf of Mexico, you're working on the Atlantic seaboard, you're, you know, dealing with customers in Florida. South Florida has been having a heck of a time. The headlines I see out of there are very difficult. And it's, uh, it's something you're more accustomed to. I think that West Coast agents are not as accustomed to that. For those of you who work in places like Oklahoma or anywhere near Tornado Alley, you're used to seeing high uh, wind, well, you're used to seeing separate wind deductibles. That's something that a lot of agents are not used to seeing, by the way, if they're not in a wind risk zone. And additionally, you're not so surprised by high property rates. So you have some choices, right? What can you do? Well, you could try writing in other states. You can expand your offerings to reach out to people in other states that have lower uh, catastrophe risk. We could call them low cat states. Uh, the, the wonderful state of Nevada is a fairly low catastrophe state. It's like Arizona and uh, many of the surrounding states. But, you know, today's episode is not about focusing on um, the solutions. Today, I want to focus on reading you some headlines because for those of you who have not been following any of the news, there's always something going on. So I'm going to pull up a few of the headlines and we can just go through them and uh, just kind of, kind of see what you think. I'd like to know uh, if anyone else hears any of these things. So I'm going to get the first headline from Property and Casualty 360. It's a cool website. It's, uh, they've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of news on there. It's actually really impressive. This headline, it's not negative. It's the current state of the insurance market. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. Do you think it's filled with great news about how rates are going down and everyone's really happy? All the customers are just so happy they can't wait to call you? Hmm, let's read the byline. Several factors, including social insulation and severe weather events, have shaped the current state of the insurance market. <laughs> Should I continue? Well, um, for those of you who have been following rates, you can see that they continue to climb. And so I do want to throw out a little bit of a, of a talking point because it's something that I have to discuss. If someone brings up to you the question, why did my rate go up? I have never been in a car accident. I've never filed a fire claim. I've never filed a claim at all. I'm a loyal customer. Why don't you love me, my insurance agent? You should have some talking points available. Now, your carriers might be able to offer you some talking points, by the way. And of course, if you're subscribed to the newsletter, which I know that you have done by going to planetoftheagents.com and clicking subscribe to the newsletter, that's the way to go. Um, the talking points are available you know, from the carriers, but Let's go over a few of them. Number one, inflation. It's not a secret. It's, it's around and it affects the property and casualty industry dramatically. The cost of repairing something has gone up. The cost of labor has increased. Number two, the, the complexity of things like cars and the cost of those parts combined has also increased dramatically, right? In the past, when I was a kid, we would say something like, oh, a new bumper on the car? It's like 300 bucks. Today, no, a bumper has complex computer parts in it, right? It has technology, it has a backup camera, it has collision detection features, it has distance, I believe it's sonar, I'm not exactly sure on the technology side, but it costs a lot more than three to $500 to repair a bumper. If you have a luxury car, additionally, it costs more. Now, another thing I hear about is, why is it taking so long to repair my car, house, or whatever item it is? Well, there are parts shortages. 
There are supply line issues. There are all kinds of things going on. So why do rates go up? I mean, there are many, many, many reasons. Obviously, it has to do with claims, expenses, costs, weather, depending on what type of rate we're talking about. There are many factors at play. So these are all things that you can have available on a talking points sheet that you and your staff can have so that you can explain to someone why the rates go up, even though the person has never filed a claim and they've been very loyal to you and let them know that you appreciate them because I think we all appreciate loyal clientele. I appreciate agents that are loyal, that continually renew things and bring business over and over again, just like you appreciate your clients. So I think it's important to let people know that. Uh, the other interesting note it brought up was unexpected weather events. Yeah, there are continuous unexpected weather events. That's just, you know, kind of how things go. <clears throat> all right, let's go to the, into the next item. Okay, here is the headline. Get ready. Tech firms selling insurance. Do you want fries with that? I thought that was a very catchy headline. I got the first part being serious. The second part, that was funny. So let's read the next line. Tesla is only the latest example of a company that's not an agency or brokerage getting into the insurance business. Hmm. You might want to put this on your alerts list. Why? Well, hold on. Let's think back. Did anybody think this was going to happen? Was there a podcaster at the time who thought that something like this could begin happening? We, we don't have to talk about that. I'll just, I'll just let you guess who it is. But welcome to 2022. Welcome to reality. So I have had agents tell me that they have lost business to Tesla. And what happened? Well, Tesla offers insurance for its vehicles. I don't know if they offer any other products. I just know that they do offer insurance for their vehicles. I'm not sure who underwrites it or the process, but people have told me that they lost customers who purchased Teslas to whoever was selling the Tesla Insurance Direct. Shocking. Of course people want to have integration, especially a modern tech company like that, right? Think about it. That company is focused on you know seamless process, ease of use, um, customer loyalty, they want to make everything very easy for the customer, right? I mean, I think we all want to make everything easy for the customer, but we don't have that technology. There are some of you out there who have some technology, some who have built your own technology. I understand there are just a handful of you, but I would guess the majority of you listening don't have this level of technology. So that is something to be very aware of for the future. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, an, a friend of mine was purchasing a new home and he received three offers for coverage for homeowners insurance uh, from some email, he said. And he said, well, it looks like it's an insurance agency or insurance business that's affiliated with the, with the builder. I believe they had a very similar name suggesting that the builder might also own an insurance agency. It's logical. It's easy. It's efficient for them. Guess what it does? It creates a seamless experience for the client. Fortunately, uh, that friend of mine realized the value of an agent and still went to uh, an agent uh, for the purchase. So there are some people that can still appreciate that and still understand the value of having someone who really cares about them there for them. But what I want to bring to your attention is the fact that, that this is happening. Okay, let's jump into the next headline. This one, I mean, I kind of expect to see this all the time these days. Next headline is 
Uncertainty around cyber threats continues to plague global execs. When it comes to managing cyber risks, businesses are no more confident today than they were in 2019. Okay, that one's not so surprising because, well, cyber risk, cyber liability, data breaches, privacy liability issues, all of these issues are going to be, you know, continuing to expand. Some people have said that cyber liability and related risk is the EPLI of this generation. That's because there's so much potential risk. There's so many new things happening, so many complexities in the in the online world and the cloud and all those different things that, yeah, there are going to be risks. So this headline suggests that people don't feel safer or execs, executives who run big companies. It said global. Most of us probably aren't global level executives. And that we, uh, or that they rather, continue to feel threats. So this one, not surprising, but if you are in the, uh, in the world of cyber, it does make sense that uh, we would see um, continued risk and continued fear of potential risk. So it's not positive, but it, it seems like it's to be expected. All right, let's read the next headline. It's personal lines again making the news. Here we go. How many Americans lie on auto insurance applications? A study revealed that 35.8 million Americans across all demographics fib to insurers for lower auto rates. <sighs> okay, what I really want, I, I wasn't even, I didn't even see that one when I started this. I just saw it and I said, I've got to read this one. I'd like to know what you think. Uh, leave a comment, send me an email. Do you think that people, that's accurate? I mean, that's a huge percentage of people, right? 35.8 million people? How much could they possibly be saving on this? But, you know, where are auto insurance rates headed? Um, I don't know which, which direction. For those of you on the podcast, you can't see that I'm, I'm moving my finger up, 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 up. That's just my opinion right now that I foresee auto insurance rates continuing to climb generically across the board. Whenever there's a rate change, of course, I know and you know that rates change for different demographics, different groups, different zip codes, etc. But generally, I do see that uh, continuing to climb. All right, it's time for a commercial headline. Are you ready? Here we go. Reinventing commercial underwriting, the role of talent, culture, and technology. Discover what it will take to unlock the power of the next generation of underwriting. Underwriting. I've only said that word 50 million times. I don't know why it came out like that. Well, who else's job is on the line? I know a lot of insurance agents out there, you are worried about potentially not having a career in the future. And I'm going to try to discuss that as soon as I can in an upcoming episode about where I think things are going for the independent agency and general, just agents in general. But don't forget underwriters. Underwriting is, uh, you know, involves risk analysis. And I think humans can make you know, good calls. But I think there are a lot of companies out there that want to have more technology underwriting. They want more computers to do the underwriting. They want them to do the risk analysis. They want to cut their costs of labor. I'm sure those of you who do have to pay for labor, employees, etc., are always looking at those costs. Imagine what a big company is doing. And yes, I know some of you run big companies. I'm thinking like, what does a billion, call, billion dollar company look at, right? So that's something to also consider. Uh, 
I just, I just, I, I feel sad when I see things like that about technology replacing people. It's very, very, it's very disheartening. All right, I'm just gonna throw back the topic to personal lines one more time because I did see this headline. Here's a shocker, everybody. Customer satisfaction slides as auto insurance rates rise. J.D. Power reports a year-on-year -year decline in auto insurance customer satisfaction with direct channels seeing the steepest decline. Okay, so that's, well, that's a mixed bag. Obviously, people will not be as happy when their rates go up, right? I mean, is there a secret reason they want their rates to go up? Is it because they might get a few more points on their credit card? I, I doubt it. That's just my opinion once again. But here's what got my attention from that headline. Let's read it again. Skip the beginning and go right to, with direct channels seeing the steepest decline. That could be because the direct carriers seem to have more competitive rates. I can't make a blanket statement ever. People ask me questions like, what's the cheapest insurance company? I'm like, well, I don't know. How, how much does a house cost? That's one of my favorite responses when people say, how much is general liability insurance? I say, how much does a car cost? Go, well, there are a lot of factors. It depends on what kind of car you get I mean, where you get it, what options you want. I said, are, are you following me? Exactly. Okay. So the direct channels, like meaning the direct writers, those where the consumer can contact the company directly or the DTC model, the direct to consumer model, showing the steepest decline in customer satisfaction. That might be because their rates tend to be rising from what I've read. This is again, a generic statement. So we work in insurance. I'm just gonna give that disclaimer. I can't say that one company is cheaper or more expensive than the other because there are so many factors. But I have heard people say, that they went to a direct writer because the rates were better. So now they're seeing some dissatisfaction as their rates rise. Ideally, rates will normalize and uh, rates from all the carriers will revert to the mean, right? So those who are abnormally cheap or abnormally expensive will come in line with each other. There are going to be specialty situations like affinity groups or certain carriers that only or that have programs that only write certain things, right? They might have some kind of special deals. But in a perfect world, it would be easier for all of us if the rates were actually similar and we could focus on delivering customer satisfaction through the service that we provide. That's where you can exemplify yourself and stand out. So it's always something to think about, right? How can I stand out? What can make my agency different? What can make me different? I'm always thinking about improving the business, improving the service to uh, my end user and helping agents. If you're an agent who sells auto insurance or general liability or E&O or Inland Marine or whatever you're selling, maybe you're selling bumper shoot insurance. If you don't know what that is, it's a really cool world. You might want to look it up. Maybe you're selling hull P&I. There's a lot of potential things. Whatever it is, ideally, you can make it as smooth and as easy as possible for the end user so that you both have an enjoyable experience. I'm going to wrap up with the last headline I'd like to read. This one is actually from uh, about two weeks ago. It says, insurance decisioning, bridging automation and customer experience. How can insurers keep their customers happy and connected while creating a more streamlined experience? Okay, since those of you who are listening are probably actually not insurers and rather are agents, you should be asking yourself this question. What can you do to use automation? Yes, you'll have to use some technology, whether you want to or not, to make the customer experience better. I think that when a customer has a smoother experience, they're more likely to stay with you. That's based on some things people have told me over the last 18 years of being in insurance. 
I've heard people say things like, well, your price was higher, but it's so easy just to get it done. I was like, great. I mean, I don't set the rates. I don't control that. I don't control the you know, official prices. So I, what I can do is I can deliver a great experience. And I think when you do that, it uh, will help you over time to you know, keep your customers with you. And that's a goal, right? You want to build a book of lasting business. Okay. So before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode. If this is your uh, first time watching, welcome to the YouTube version. This is available on the podcast as well. I'd love it if you watch me on YouTube because I do plan to integrate things like slides and other uh, images. I don't know why I said slides. I haven't made a slideshow in a very long time, but I want to integrate a lot of stuff with the YouTube feature because I can show you what I'm talking about, what I'm looking at. So don't forget, of course, to make sure to uh, like the show wherever you're listening. Click the little heart, click the thumbs up, click the like button. And then, of course, make sure that you are a subscriber, which is right here. Click the plus sign or the subscribe or whatever it is. You can always reach out to me. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter because that is where I send out some insights and also some, well, I guess I could call it free stuff, but that's how you get access to my uh, membership club where you can log in and see more information. All right, everybody, don't forget to go to planetoftheagents.com. Until the next episode, take care. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.